people? I'll give you fair warning too. There, there'll probably be some like hammer clanks and some saw stuff kicking up from the basement. So. <laughs> Are, do you got those guys down in your basement fixing your dungeon? Clogged. Yeah, and they're never leaving. Is what they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> No one comes like, in, sorry. no one goes out. That's right. Sorry, boys. Once you've stepped into my bubble, you're not leaving. <laughs> you're here for 14 days at least. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Call your like, other I'll appointments feed you. and cancel them. Yeah. I'll, I'll feed you. You can shit and piss in this little bucket I give you. <laughs> I remember watching when I was a kid. My mom used to watch soap operas. And uh, and I remember this one episode. I don't even know what soap opera it was, but the premise was this woman like kept another woman in her basement for like a long time, and would like take her food and stuff. Oh, I remember that shit, dude. That was uh, was that the guide? Was that the guiding light or days of our lives? Was it when Reba <laughs> cloned herself? Was it her clone? <laughs> She's keeping her clone in the basement. Oh, I forgot Reba did clone herself. <laughs> what? <laughs> what show did Reba McIntyre? No. No, Reba from uh, God and Light. I mean, oh. the only storyline worth a shit is Tabitha and her little baby doll. No. She cloned herself and kept the clone in the basement? Tanya, you're wrong about that. You're forgetting one good one. Okay. Lay it on me. When Marlena was possessed by the devil. Oh, I don't even know that one. Did they You'd do it? Did Go they back do and an exorcism? The thing I love so much about soap operas is, like, soap operas don't jump the shark. Like, they're just perpetually shark jumped, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how they start out. <laughs> yeah, they just start, they start from the jump the shark uh, position. I love that they, <clears throat> they air every day, but soap operas were kind of like the era of covid time meant nothing yeah like yeah storylines weaved on for years at a time yeah well three weeks of daily episodes would go by and it'd still just be one day (laughs) (laughs) except they'd change clothes a few times yeah they like everybody's noticeably aged (laughs) yeah wow I, I'm impressed you guys have a memory of it. I tried to tune it out when it was on. Well, Godlight came on at 3 o'clock, and I got off the school bus at like 3.25, so I'd always catch the last half hour with my mama. Mm. My mom would always try to help me with my homework, but she'd her attention would be on the guiding light while I was trying to <laughs> get her to help me out with my math problems. Or whatever. Right, like that was what was on when we got home. Yeah. Um... That's a nine millimeter bullet I'm holding up to the camera, my friends. <laughs> Dig it out of your ass this morning. I dug it out of my tight asshole. God. No, it wouldn't have survived that tight hole. <laughs> it would have exploded. I'm no medical doctor, but this doesn't seem part of the protocol, if I'm guessing. <laughs> Stick There's this bullet new- up your tight ass, man. <laughs> yeah. See if you make a penny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it turns the currency that you could spend. I'm a, I am a federal, I'm a central bank now. If you put your bullets in my asshole, they'll come out as pennies. And you'll be a rich man. If you shoot my asshole, 
shoot me around the asshole. <laughs> it just Terrence just stops bullets with his man. asshole. I can stop it. You can shoot a gun in my asshole. And it can stop. <laughs> instead, of, instead of laying out from a bullet, Terrence just bends over in front of a bullet to take one for his friend. Unpenetrable. Yeah, it's like shooting a gun underwater or whatever. It just goes like three inches and just stops. <laughs> There's a there is a specific. So I found this on the walking trail because there's a guy who walks on the walking trail every day with a fucking loaded gun. Um, Why though? I have no idea. He's Tanya. like the motherfucker up here shooting goddamn propane tanks behind my house. <laughs> well, people have used the pandemic as an excuse to be even more beefed up and armed up, like beefed up with weapons at all times. You know. Um, but so there's this guy, but there's a, there, there is a specific type of guy on the walking trail who is more alpha than any other male I've ever seen. I know who you're talking about. I am referring of course to the, and no, this is an archetype, Oh, but you probably know who I'm talking about, but this is also an archetype. It is the guy who runs in jeans. <laughs> Guys who jog and run in jeans. You know what I'm talking about? Man, I don't even know what kind of energy that even is. <laughs> that's Disease. a whole together. I mean, that's like, that's like, uh, you know, growing up in the housing projects, you would see that. I would see guys that would like, you know, they would be doing their workouts with jeans and no shirt on, like doing pull-ups on the, like the playground Boxers monkey bars and stuff. have to be exposed. Yeah. yeah. I just I just thought it was poverty, but I, there's guys that actually do that. <laughs> yeah, man. I like I, there's this guy who runs on the walking track with jeans, and he's got his cell phone in his pocket, and it's usually playing like John Cougar Mellencamp or something. Amazing. Ain't that America? Is he like the younger dude? I mean, he's probably in his 40s he's probably like 10 years older than me or so oh okay so well, I, I was thinking i thought you were talking about that little badass kid that all the time walks around blaring music oh no well terrence There's... i mean the man's got jeans on because if you stay ready <laughs> you don't have to get ready good point tanya he's fucking excellent ready. point excellent point um no, it's important to be ready. These are dangerous times. You got to be ready at all times. Well, Truly. you got to be ready to, at a moment's notice, you have to regulate. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm tired of not regulating, honestly. I'm tired of just talking about it. We need to start regulating. Uh, yeah, I agree, Tom. Totally. Totally. We know their faces. We probably already got their addresses. Yeah. Um, it occurs to me this this show has become so serialized, like a soap opera, <clears throat> that you would not know the story behind my tight asshole if you hadn't subscribed to the Patreon. So you're just gonna have to subscribe to the Patreon if you want to learn. <laughs> you know why he can stop bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's a little uh, ten dollar tip. It's a medical condition that you want to know about you need to know about it the general public needs to know about it in my opinion people would pay good money for this 
for this medical condition that Terrence got for free. I agree. I agree. (coughs) The diagnosis. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show this week. Um, You know, it, it seems to me like in the last few months, we've had a few episodes that we have prefaced it with. We're recording on one of the most seminal weeks of the late republic we've had we've had a few like that you know like when oil went below the price of zero who could forget that one um, <laughs> right when they held a pandemic they held a primary in the middle of a pandemic who could um, forget that I, one who could forget that one but i have to say that this week is honestly i i i, I can't remember a time in recent memory when I saw like, the contradictions heightened to quite the like degree we are seeing, seeing this week. What's that? I said quite like what we're seeing. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, um, so let's just start with the basics, shall we? Let's start with our home state of Kentucky. Right? <laughs> uh, good place to start as any. Good as place to start as any. Um, our week in Kentucky started out with a group of right-wingers hanging the governor, Andy Brashear, in effigy on the lawn of the governor's mansion. An act described by at least one small-town police chief as an act of domestic terrorism. <laughs> Interesting. <clears throat> Hung him out to dry. Right on his own yard. Right. Um... Yeah, that was on Sunday. That was on Sunday, yeah. And then Andy didn't didn't make a an Andy message on Monday, but on Tuesday he came out and was meekly like, "Now you guys cut that out. Don't do that anymore. I will not be afraid. I'm not. I'm not gonna take it. Like he could have earned my vote again if he would have just said, "Man, shit was kind of fucked up." <laughs> now, Tom, what he needed to say was, "Boys, it's on sight." If he said, boys, it's on side, I'd campaign for him. Truly. He said, I wasn't even home on Sunday, and I think you knew that. Show up on a day I'm home, it's on site, motherfuckers. Say, boys, if you're going to shoot at the, if you're going to take a shot at the king, you best not miss. If he said some, like, gangster shit like that, I'd be way into it. I'd be his bodyguard. I'd catch all the bullets (laughs) coming at him with my asshole. But I don't don't like his howdy-doody shit. I won't be afraid. Well, now we're all in this together now, I thought. <laughs> what I love is that it's Memorial Day weekend, so while while we got a handful of Yankee Doodle Dandies hanging Governor Effigies in the lawn, I feel like the rest of Kentucky was on vacation at the beach. <laughs> partying baby just literal parties everywhere everyone's just partying cooking out just a million covid parties this weekend oh my god oh yeah the death march oh yeah um i mean to be fair it was a beautiful day and i even (laughs) and i even said that i walked out on the porch i was like if this was normal times it'd be a great day to barbecue and then i looked across the the way and there were just people barbecuing (laughs) (laughs) well okay obviously they don't give a shit um but no so these right wingers uh hung the so like what was the thing behind that what i mean what was this was it the face masks was it uh he wasn't reopening things fast enough it's hard to tell because the motherfuckers about reopened everything 
I thought almost everything had reopened by the 22nd, which was like two days before this. Yeah. Or maybe there's some stuff opening on Monday for the first time. May I guess it's the mask. They don't want to wear masks. <laughs> <laughs> Protesters protesting having to wear masks. A tiny fucking piece of cloth over your mouth and nose. God damn it, I won't fucking stand for this. Listen, I don't like to wear condoms, you know what I'm saying? But occasionally... I do, you know, mostly in situations where it'd be embarrassing for me not to. <laughs> but, uh, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do for public health, you know? <clears throat> That's just one man's opinion. My dollar store clerk still ain't wearing a fucking... I asked him, I was like, why aren't you wearing a mask, my man? Is it not required? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, we're supposed to, but I just can't do it. <laughs> well, this... That's the thing, because now they're saying, now they're, you know, they're saying, well, we'll reopen, but you have to wear a mask. Um, But in their minds, it's a totalitarian uh, reach. And more than that, it's a virtue signal, right? Yeah. To them, it's just a signal that you're just like a pussy or something. Yeah. Like, you saw this... Go ahead, Tom. I I was going to say, what's funny about that is he said, oh, we're supposed to, but but I can't... I hope he meant, like... Not like it fucks with his breathing or something, but that like by order of the local three percenters that he actually cannot or they'll beat him up. <laughs> they on show up every day. <laughs> yeah. They show up every day just to make sure I'm wearing my mask. I'm not wearing a mask. Tom, you joke, but that's like for real the truth. And it's not even three percenters. Like I read this article in the New Yorker yesterday about this county in Washington state where the sheriff's office was like you know doing one of those we're going to take a stand against tyranny things yeah. and, and <laughs> they're always the sh- doing <laughs> yeah and the sheriff's office in my home county in new mexico did the same thing they posted something like we will no longer be enforcing shutdown orders they did this back in like april um but sheriff's offices are now um you know they're linking up with the three percenters etc they're like we're we're not going to be enforcing shutdown mask wearing none of that shit so the the local cops are doing that or right or riding with the three percenters the sheriffs is really it i mean like cops are their own there is a weird demarcation between sheriffs and cops because yeah. like especially in like rural places because like sheriffs are like these They've fashioned themselves as these kind of, like, Gary Cooper, you know, last man standing, upholding the Constitution. Yeah, I mean, strong. <clears throat> they are clinging to an outlaw history. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, me and Terrence talked about this the other day. Like, the ACAB movement could benefit if we just got rid of, like, the antiquated, like, police professions, like the vestigial organs of, like old english society like sheriffs and constables and shit like that yeah. like let's just start there and get rid of all those motherfuckers yeah totally useless i mean it, particularly even in letcher county like i just know from like talking to ty and them like the sheriffs actually don't even patrol after a certain time they don't have jurisdiction in certain places it's literally like a power position yeah, totally. I mean, in Ledger County in particular, we were talking about this last night, too. It's kind of like, uh, I mean, Ledger County is kind of the wild, wild west after like 5 o'clock because no one's on duty. <laughs> Nobody's could, patrolling. You, I anything. swear, 
Except, Let me tell you how easy it'd be to a rob a bank. Cop, unless there's a fucking state cop around. Right. And that, there's usually like one of those. Here's how easy it'd be to rob <clears throat> a bank in Letcher County. You'd have to make friends with whoever's dispatching and tell them, conspire with them and say, hey, send uh, send the state police unit to somewhere far out in the county, like maybe like where it borders like Virginia all the way over there on the Jenkins side. Send and then when McGinsey. that happens, go knock over a bank at fucking Ison. <laughs> <laughs> That's Boyd Crowder tactics, man. Yeah. It, would be, it would be literally the next day before they could find you. I mean, you don't even have to befriend a fucking dispatcher. Just send one of your boys to UZ to set off a fucking car bomb or some shit. <laughs> a decoy. You just need a fucking decoy because there's one fucking cop. Fight. I don't really know what sheriffs do, but I do know that ours got in trouble for running guns. And not just any guns. They were like revolutionary era... <laughs> Uh, antique guns. No, Remember I thought that? they were guns that they had confiscated. They were all like evidence locker shit they were selling. Wasn't no, it? what I it mean, was was that the the Veterans Museum had, <laughs> and this was this. To be honest, this was ne- this was never confirmed. To be fair, so yeah, this was a rumor I always heard. Yeah, I'm conflating two things, but it this happened. Is, I mean, the guy went to jail. Something happened. No, nobody went to jail. What happened was that the veterans had all these like sort of antique like war trophies, <laughs> I, I guess, like like Hitler's rifles and shit or something. I don't know. Oh my! And God. like they were worth a bunch of money, and they were. I guess the story got woven that they were in the basement of one of the funeral homes. I think Letcher Funeral Home, being kept by uh-huh. somebody. Yeah, the funeral home, and they were like. Yeah, they were using the sheriff's office to like find buyers for them in places like Indiana and Illinois. <laughs> what? That's running guns, right? So Isn't that's that, how they weaseled that, out of it, saying that I they guess were. There's no two ways around that, Terrence. Yeah, that's running guns. <laughs> they were running guns. <laughs> but again, all this is un- unsta- unsubstantiated. That mother. I, I feel thought like one of the sheriff's deputies went to jail. Hell, you, when's the last time a fucking cop went to jail for anything? I swear he was on the cover of the paper, Tom, like five or six years ago. Oh, that was Brian Dammer. That was a drugs thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're right. He yeah, was, that's because he was pulling people over and just taking the drugs and just be like... And then going right. selling them. Just, <laughs> and using them right in front of them. Just fucking throwing all the pills back immediately. As soon as yeah, you like to get wet? <laughs> Shit. But, um... That reminds me, like, I think if you're... If you call yourself a tea partier... And you're one of those dipshits that hangs, like, tea bags off your hats and stuff and, like, wants to uphold the Constitution. <laughs> wait, wait. Do people you, do that? Has your friends put his oh. nuts in your eye sockets? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should You should have to have your friend put his nuts in your eye socket. <clears throat> and you should have to fight your glorious rebellion against the government with revolutionary-era musket loader. And your friend's balls in your point. eye socket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You just all you, you smell ball juice at all times. Ugh, God. That sounds dope. I love I'd love that. I'd love to smell ball juice. At yeah, all times. if you're so much of a Second Amendment homer and all that stuff, you know. I'm a Second Amendment purist in the sense that not only do I believe <laughs> you have to use period specific weapons. <laughs> yes, that's how much of a purist I am. <laughs> The rest of us can use whatever guns we want, but if you're you're actually a Second Amendment guy, you have to use muskets and like that kind of shit. Yeah. 
Um, well, so there was this. They they hanged the governor in effigy, and so there's this and they, woman. And you, ta- they hung what, ta- a big uh, sign on it. What did the sign say, Terrence? Oh, what did the sign say? It was some. Uh, it was some weird simp or something. I thought I, it was. What did it say? The simp? Did they call him a simp? Said governor simp. What? Or sorry, did we get slowed down for a minute? There? Yeah, I think so. Sorry, I thought you said that it was. I thought you said that the sign said simp. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they weren't calling him a simp. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> That would have been great. <laughs> no, it was some, you know, s- bullshit. I don't know. The governor said that it's what Abraham Lincoln's assassin said when he shot Lincoln. <laughs> That's what the governor said. <laughs> really? Yes. You didn't see this? No, I didn't. Hold on. It was like Latin or something. Just like one of them stupid fucking... Oh, they love that shit. Yeah, they fucking love that. They love that shit. <laughs> Hanging sign. <laughs> hanging sign effigy. My Googles recently are fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> Me trying to get information about what the fuck's going on. Don't make a look. It said, s- oh, it said six Simper Tyrannus. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the so Virginia weird. state motto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I think it means like death be the tyrant or some lame shit Mm. the funny thing is that like kentucky isn't even that like our lockdown has been probably middle of the road there's some states that have been very strict like watch washington there are some states that have been very lax like north dakota mississippi (laughs) ours is kind of like right in the middle it's like really not that fucking intense not very draconian yeah go to the park have a good time with your family just make sure you stay about six feet away from everybody yeah all the fucking restaurants are still open you can still order fucking food Mm-hmm. Well, they want their goddamn haircuts that's what they want and they don't want to wear masks at <laughs> they all. they want to be served they need service they need to be served by underpaid workers yeah well it's the thing that it's like and this is not an original point, but it's just that, like, they are so accustomed to ha- having the freedom of consumption. Um, and this is, like, I was trying to explain this to Tom, because earlier this week I was not doing well. I was, like, really, bla- I was blackpilling pretty hard. It was not good. What changed? Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> was it the water cannons? Did that bring you back? <laughs> uh, maybe we'll get to that, but... For the time being, suffice it to say, I was blackpilling pretty hard. And the reason why is because I really do feel... I feel like the vitality of human existence has just been sapped out of fucking everything. And the reason why is is consumerism. It's just high consumerism. Like, that is our god now. You see it every day, like when they're talking about sacrificing people to the stock market... <clears throat> that That is supposed to be our religion now. And that is why these people are... Um, freaking out because they don't they no longer have the freedom to consume yeah along those lines I was what's that noise what is that noise that's those guys working on that's the aforementioned basement (laughs) (laughs) that's Tom's dungeon actually let us out let us out (laughs) keep it down down there now (laughs) 
<laughs> I'll slide some food under the door Fuck. in 45 minutes. Yeah, you know, lunchtime's at one. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. What was I saying? Well, <laughs> I was about to make a we were talking about point. We were talking about consumer. Oh, I, I feel like throughout this period, every day something happens where I'm like, well, it can't get, it can't get any crazier than this. Like, you know, I'm like, I can't, I can't be any more estranged from reality than i am right now and then talking about consumerism those videos dropped of all those local news reading the amazon script you see i didn't those? see this you didn't see no this? what was it no what was dude, it dude th- there's like there's like a uh amazon stockholders meeting this weekend so this week Hundreds of local little local news anchors read the exact same Amazon script that was sent to them. They like put in a little Amazon story, <laughs> and <clears throat> somebody synced them all up of reading yeah. the exact same script. So it was like dozens at the same time reading the exact same script. Millions of Americans <laughs> during a pandemic have turned to Amazon, <laughs> <laughs> and it was the most dystopian shit. You didn't see this? Damn. No, I didn't. This is oh. fucking nuts. Oh god. It was Oh yeah. I see it. Amazon gave TV stations coronavirus propaganda and they aired it. <laughs> oh yeah. They very put it- very uh sorry to bother you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They just fucking copied and pasted it. And then, I mean, didn't they think that they just sent one little, they sent the same script to hundreds, maybe thousands, fuck, I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) Well, we got one in our (laughs) inbox. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go ahead and read our prepared statement. Let's go ahead. (laughs) 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 About this little fuck, this uh, little, oh, God damn. How Amazon posturing themselves as the savior of COVID nineteen. Yeah, and it was just so well, bleak. Well, yeah, I mean, like it's crazy that dur- so many insane things have happened just in the last couple of weeks. Bezos was um, uh, wasn't he the planet's first trillionaire? He was declared the first trillionaire during a fucking. He pandemic. did. He he hit trillionaire no, he, status. He's supposed to be yeah. by twenty twenty six. Oh, but he okay. made twenty eight. He's made twenty eight billion since the start of the pandemic. I mean, so he's project. He's got a trillionaire. I got so much better. <laughs> he's got a trillionaire projection. He's the first person to be projected to be a trillionaire. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. That's cr- fucking insane. Now, like, if you're adjusting for inflation, I think like. <laughs> Like uh, one of the kings from Mali in like you know five fifth century BC is like supposed to be the richest person that ever lived, and like John D Rockefeller's <laughs> in that conversation, a couple others, but uh-huh. pretty wild. Crassus <coughs> from yeah. the Rome, uh, he was in the Rome. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got that vacation cabin, motherfucker. Yep, they got a vacation cabin. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Um, so there was that. I mean, so you've got the the week just started off with more of the same, uh, and by that I mean White House officials going on TV and saying we need to get our human capital stock back to work, and then you've got right wingers protesting 
their inability to consume in however way they wish to now. I mean, this is ultimately what they mean by six tyrannists. They don't mean like their liberties are being infringed upon. Nobody's rights or liberties are being infringed upon except like black people and queer people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people who are actually oppressed. But these people are just they are for the first time experiencing not being able to buy whatever the fuck they yeah, want. Yeah, discomfort. This is their hospice moment. They're being told no for the first time in their they're lives. They're being told no for the very first time. And yeah. they're not on their deathbed, so they have a reaction. Right. It's disorienting <laughs> right. for them. Um, and so, you know, there's that. You've got these, like, in Kentucky, we've got this, like, batshit insane representative named, like, Savannah Maddox, who is... Um, you know, she's been stoking the fires, saying that we didn't need to close down at all. Um, and she's been out rallying with these motherfuckers. Yeah, she's been out rallying with them. Tanya, we lost you. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Tanya. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Tanya. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Sneeze twice if you're still with us. Hachu, hachu. <laughs> Is somebody taking you? <laughs> Blink Are you three staying? times. <laughs> Say something here. I want you to say a couple of things. Just tell me whatever's around you right now. <laughs> a pile of bloody wet tissues. I think we lost her, bro. What? Tanya. Really? You can't hear me? Damn. Are you joking? Damn, Damn. Tanya, where are they taking you to? Damn it. Damn, where are they taking you to? Tanya. Well, I think what she was going to say was that this woman's been rallying with the white supremacists. Like, my favorite shit is when right-winger politicians, like, pose with white nationalists. And they, they really genuinely, I think, don't know that they are posing with one. Yeah, like, they think they just have fans. They, yeah. It's like anybody like, gives a fuck who Savannah Maddox is. Right. And so it's just like she's been getting pictures of, like, white nationalists throwing the white national symbol in their, their hand or whatever. Yeah, he wanted me like, to say A-okay. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted me to give I mean, him three goggles. I mean, these people are shameless and they're psychopaths, obviously. Like, they know that their politics is amenable to literal Nazis. Yeah. Um, I am. Did but... Yeah. Give a shit. But I do have to hand it to our representative, Angie Hatton. She, uh... She put forward a motion to censor her. Censure her. Oh, so she's she was acting up inside the house. Well, fuck it all. Well, or like I she, think, or like, or, or did you say censure? Censure. Oh, yeah. I thought she said censor. Okay, censure. I, I was like, you can do that. Yeah, <laughs> you can no, just like tell somebody. You can get somebody to shut up. <laughs> I think censure is when you. Slap somebody on the wrist. Yeah, for yeah, you doing uh, a naughty. Yeah, they they get a, some sort a of no-no. penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to usually apologize or something. They spank Please, her a little I'm bottom sorry. in front of the yeah. whole house. <laughs> <laughs> they take you up on the da- da- dais or whatever. And... Don't want you talking to them bad men no more. No taking pictures with them. You see. <laughs> so, there's been all that going on. Um which is all fucked up. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Should we wait for Tanya before we get into the? Let's pause uh, for a second till she gets a chance to get back. All right, on. let's yeah, let's pause. All right, I, I got to pee anyway, so. Okay. 
come and take this man's job from me. Okay, so we uh, we're all back and accounted for. So we we covered Savannah Maddox, um, etc. She needs to and, be uh, <laughs> tarred and feathered. <laughs> well, you might have missed this, Tanya, but she got censured by Angie. Angie Hatton. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what Angie do? Censured her. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? That means they take her out on in front of the Capitol and they spank her little bottom and tell her not to take pictures with bad men anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am sorry I missed that. She's become like a national icon, though, and maybe every state has a Savannah Maddox. I have no idea. I would be willing to bet that they do. Yeah. Because this is America. Um, but it. She's become kind of like a national icon who's someone who, like, they're trying to get her to run for governor against Bashir. Oh, my God. Uh, 2023 or whatever. Where Where is she a rep for? Where does she live? Uh, I think Boone County. Do you know where that Northern is? Northern Kentucky. Of course she's a fucking Northern Kentucky. Northern Kentucky. <clears throat> she's from Cincinnati. So fucking Cincinnati gal. Oh, God. The, <laughs> I don't know if I know... It's just the it's just the worst, man. Isn't isn't Savannah Maddox the one like at the start of the coronavirus stuff? She was like, like she was coming out saying like the craziest batshit stuff about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. she she refuses to take a vaccine if they have one. She's like, <laughs> she's already virtue signaling against a vaccine. <laughs> well, good, yeah. good. Go with that instinct. <laughs> <laughs> and um. Yeah, and she thinks that, like, shutting everything down was, um, you know, worse than letting everything continue because people are unemployed. I mean, it's really weird to see a right-winger criticize the governor for not getting un- unemployment benefits out fast enough. But that's what she's doing. She's saying that Bashir has fumbled the unemployment distribution she is right to a certain extent, um, but every state has because there's 40 fucking million 
unemployment claims. Right. Is it forty it's un- million? You know, yeah, they there was two there was two million more this week, which t- ticked it up to forty million total. Holy <clears throat> fuck! So this is the portrait of America we are working with here: forty million people unemployed that we know of, um, ro- roving bands of right wing militias taking over state capitol buildings, and the police just standing there and being like, "Whatever." Armed to the teeth, literally Armed to the fucking strapped. Teeth. With assault rifles on their backs. Right. Just, like, not yet. Exactly. Not just, like, little fucking pea shooters. No. Or, or handguns. We're talking, yeah, automatic weapons that could mow down dozens of people in a minute. Um, like, I mean, maybe it, that's it, why it, the cops ain't fucking with them. They're afraid of them. <laughs> good, good point, Tanya. <laughs> that is an excellent point. Tanya, I, mean, I love how Tanya just cuts right through to the right analysis just, every time. Yeah. <laughs> let's not e- let's not even tee it up and kick it around. Let's just get right to it. Let's get right to it. Well, and so and so in the middle of all that, you've got two massive disruptions. One in Los Angeles and one in Minneapolis. Obviously, the one in Minneapolis was more um, intense. Um, but in both cases, the cops cracked down hard on protesters. And so, um, so yeah, we're recording this on Thursday, the morning after the most, the, I don't know, the most intense sort of, like, urban rebellion that we've seen at least in, like, four or five years. Yeah, since, like, since Baltimore, maybe, you know? Yeah, yeah I was um, thinking since Ferguson. And, uh... <clears throat> I mean, so, I mean, so, yeah, maybe this is a good entry point into this story. So, I mean, this is a little, it's very difficult to talk about, but it is something that is, needs to be talked about because we have to be able to face the horrors of our times. Um, But there's this video that came out of a police officer murdering this guy named George Floyd. I'm sure you've probably all heard about it at this point. And I was laughing with Tom the other day laughing in a very morbid way obviously but i was talking to tom about this yesterday that like i've got friends from high school uh i get this one friend from high school who was like a, 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 a you know an outspoken conservative when we were in high school supported the iraq war opposed abortion and all this stuff and and i saw her posting about ahmaud arbery of like two weeks ago mm-hmm. and i was like wow maybe she's maybe she's coming around but hasn't said jack shit about george floyd and so it's just an interesting contrast. Like, it's fucked up when it's just a couple of random hillbillies that are doing it. But when it's the cops, like, no, I'm not touching that. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's, been an inter- it's been a very interesting contrast. I saw the circumstances. Like, he was just out for a jog and then got murdered by two, you know, whatever, hillbilly dudes or whatever. Like, that is like... <clears throat> but, you like, you can't, you can't ever... The cops can't ever be on par with just two, like, racist, like you know murderer dudes like they they have like some level of standing no matter you know what they're reasoning and george floyd i mean of course he uh fucked around and wrote a bad check so yeah no it was very much like the eric garner thing it was <laughs> yeah. something completely innocuous selling smokes on a street corner <laughs> and the check smoke. wasn't even bad yeah he was just accused of writing a bad check yeah but i i watched the video um i guess it would have been tuesday night you know 
And it made me feel sick to my stomach, obviously. It's awful. But it is it is fascinating. Um and I don't know if I was if I explained if I was talking to you about this yesterday, Tom, but if you watch the video, it is a it is a very fascinating um glimpse into police activity. Um because what happens is he has his knee on George Floyd's neck. And there is a point at which he disassociates, literally. Like, he realizes, and everybody else does too, the crowd that's gathering around realizes that Floyd is dead. And, and so the guy, I think his name is Derek Chauvin or something, he, he just keeps his knee there, but he sort of hovers it over him. Like, he knows that the guy is dead, and so there's no longer any point to keep the knee on the neck. But he just sort of stands there awkwardly in this disassociated um, sort of state where he has to pretend to the crowd that he's still legitimately doing this. And so then they bring in a gurney and go through the whole spectacle of putting him on a, a, a gurney. And he's obviously dead. Like the guy had checked his like pulse before that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's obvious that he's dead, but the cops are all pretending that he's still alive. Right. It's very fascinating. I mean, it's it's incredibly disturbing. You know, I mean, you're witnessing someone literally die. Right. Um, it is very disturbing, but it is also this very. I don't really know how to put it. It was just like a glimpse into the sort of cop psyche, in the sense that like, I'm not sure the cop went into that situation. Well, I don't know. He is a killer cop. He's killed before, hasn't he? Yeah. I think I saw something today that Klobuchar refused to. Uh, seek charges on him for two separate killings before this yeah yeah as prosecutor yeah. she's never she never prosecuted a cop not once <laughs> that ticket yeah. is fucked just as a little aside i don't have to tell anybody listening that but <laughs> um you think biden's gonna go with klobuchar's vp not a chance in hell now i don't think <laughs> <laughs> god damn so bleak yeah well, so, you know, fast forward to later that day, later that night, you know, the video goes out. This is Tuesday night, and people start protesting. The cops meet them with just unbelievable force, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Just shooting the blast balls at them, shooting tear gas at them. These are people who aren't, with, you know, armed with AR-15s and aren't threatening to storm Capitol state houses. Literally empty-handed. Yeah. And so you have this contrast. Again, you have another uh, contrast of, like, who the, the police will um, sort of enforce and who they won't. Who, who they'll police and manage and who they won't. Um, and so then peop- the people of Minneapolis responded the next day by just totally fucking just ransacking, like, the 13th, I think it was, like, the 13th precinct. Yeah, um, fucked it up. <laughs> just, just fucked it up. Uh-huh. It was the shit. <laughs> I mean, have we ever um, seen this before? I mean, I've been trying to think. Like, I mean, it was bad in Baltimore after um, Freddie Gray, but I don't, I don't know if a precinct. Th- they did occupy a precinct in Minneapolis after Jamar Clark was killed. Mm-hmm. Um, in like 20, 2015, they occupied it. They didn't ju- just torch it and destroy it. I mean, I've definitely um, seen a lot of fucked up cop cars. 
like fucking up a cop yeah. car but i had not personally seen the fucking up of a precinct and i, I was I, I haven't either go ahead tanya sorry no yeah you go ahead it was it was something to behold um no i mean it was straight up you had you know block wide fires you know it was I was reading the the police blotter though you know and just reading like the cops sort of um, response to it you know yeah (laughs) something kind of crazy about that is that at some point last night I was trying to track it best I could they said that the um, scanners went black like went dark they figured they they like switched all their they figured out other ways to communicate so they weren't on the scanners the cops. Interesting, which I think it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean you've got these cops moving through these like through cities in these military formations. Um, again, this is nothing new. I mean, you, you, I guess we kind of took it for granted for a while that like the years twenty fourteen to twenty seventeen were. It was just shit like this all the time, you know, especially in 2014 and 15. Um, but uh, for it to be happening in the middle of a, a sort of public health crisis is really, I think, what is what is so um, astonishing. Um, but I guess if there's anything like I want to say about this is that it's interesting, like watching people's responses. Um, and the most c- common one I see is the sort of, like, liberal reform impulse. Like, um, it's either from two directions. It's either at the personal level, like, how you are a better ally, how you, um, you know, the, the personal choices that you have to make, or from the systemic perspective, which is we need body cams, training, better training. Like, that's worked. <laughs> well, and, that's, and so that's the thing. That's the point. It's that, like none of the reforms that they put in place after 2014 and 15 actually worked, obviously. Right. This is, um, you know, and there's a reason for that. It's because, like, and I think the reason is, and maybe you disagree, I don't know, but for me personally, I think the reason is that the cops, the police exist, and this is another reason why calling for abolishing the police is pointless until you abolish capitalism, until you abolish the mode of production. Because I think police exist to manage surplus population. Yeah. They manage parts of the working class that uh, cannot be employed and brought into the discipline of the warehouse or the restaurant or the factory or whatever. So they are put in prisons. They are killed in the streets, etc. Like, I think that is the function of police officers. That is a interesting, like spin on it because now that number of people is upwards Mm -hmm. of 40 million (laughs) absolutely absolutely fuck it up yeah and you know that's what terrence and i were talking about yesterday it's like what somebody like ruthie gilmore wilson would say it's like you know race is like the primary you know modality that that plays out in but like it's coming for all of us you know yeah yeah no it's it's also it's ruthie wilson gilmore I'm sorry, Ruth. <laughs> Apologies. <clears throat> but no, you're. That is right. That is the thesis that she works from. 
or works toward in Golden Gulag and about the sort of incarceral, the carceral state. But it is just as true as street policing. And so, again, it's, it's this question of, uh, like everything else presented to us in this crisis, it's like, is this the system we want to live under? I mean, it is at root, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Exterminationist? I don't know. It, like, it has uh, exterminist logic. Um, at the end of the day, they don't give a shit. You know, I mean, like, it's, it's no coincidence that in the same week you have the White House calling us human capital stock <laughs> and, and the police literally just murdering a black man on camera in front of, you know, dozens of people. I mean, because that's how they view us. I mean, that's how they view the working class, you know, that like they, they have dehumanized you to that level. Remember um, when the reaction was, all cops should wear body cams. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like fucking body cams. We're gonna do anything. We have all this video of these motherfuckers. They're murdering people on video yeah, already. We, they don't give don't a fuck. We don't need to see more of it. No. <laughs> and then, what? And no. Then, it's too. Did y'all like? Y'all remember like out of Ferguson how you had the rise of the benevolent cop that was just doing it right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. Chris Rock had a good bit about it when he was like, you know, there's some jobs that like the whole 99% of them do it right thing doesn't work like like airline pilots you know <laughs> for example would you go would you go to an airline that has a 99% successful landing rate you know and well uh, yeah so even right. even if you're a liberal that still like believes in like reformism where police is concerned it just still doesn't even make any fucking sense if if you think that a solution at this point is to give more money to cops <laughs> they need body cams up their budgets. It's just well. Let me tell you what that what that is. A lot of times, here's the here's the grotesque thing about that, and not just from what I know from being in local government in a small town, is that all this money that gets funneled to police, like in Kentucky, if you're a home rule city and you have any sort of like alcohol tax or like restaurant tax or any of those things, all that money has to be funneled into one of two things: either police or tourism. And when I was in office, the demarcation was like 80% police and like 12, 15% could go for tourism and that kind of stuff. So, like, it's no surprise that, like, out of these police killings, when these things happen, all, you know, all this, you know, all this stuff happens and then finally it dissipates. And then here's what all the, like, the governors and the mayors and whoever else did. Well, we're going to invest this this much, this much, this much into training and body cams and all that stuff. And all that fucking money goes to is to militarize them more so to as to curb the next uprising. Because yeah. they don't earmark what they can spend on that. Like, if you're police, you can just go buy guns and, like, fucking tanks and fucking armor and anything else with that shit. Yeah. Well, and also, the, the calls for reforms are just so bizarre to me because, and I guess this is the hallmark of liberalism, but they don't look at the underlying sort of systemic dynamics, you know? Yeah. Like, it's inconceivable to them. Like, I mean, I really want to know, like, if you ask yourself, like, um, uh, if, or if you were to ask one of them, like, why body cams or anything haven't worked in the last couple of years what their story is what their story is because like again because th it it serves a specific function like police don't just like i know they started as slave patrols 
and over time, they have become this sort of like function of the of of social control. But you have to look at the sort of mode of production that uh, that occurs in the economic system that that occurs in, and like how important it is to the capitalist class to have a working class that is obedient and subservient and doesn't question anything. You know what I mean? And I think that that is that is a crucial element of it. And so, just like, um, just like anything, just like saying abolish ICE or anything, like saying abolish the police is like, I agree wholeheartedly, but we're going to need a revolution in the sort of political economy itself um, for that to first become a case. Because there's no reforming, I don't know, it's really bizarre. It's like saying you want the sun to be dark or something. You know what I mean? It's like there's... The, the police are the police. They exist for that reason. They can't be reformed out of being police. It's like, it's yeah. It's like calling for capitalists to not be capitalists. It's like they are engaging in a system. They are actors in a system playing out a role, and like, so you there's there's no reforming that. Right. Yeah. You can't can't feed a cat a vegan diet. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we have a bonus episode coming out this week, I think, um, about bail reform. And, you know, maybe I wanted the same thing about that. It's like bail is literally meant to keep poor people locked up, Mm -hmm. even though they haven't been convicted of anything. So it's literally pre-trial imprisonment. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. that's why most people are like most of our jails are filled with people who've not been convicted of anything. And it doesn't make any sense. It's just like we should just do away with this bail system. But it's obviously serving. Obviously, it's serving somebody quite a bit. Oh yeah, I bet they make a fuckload of money off bail. Oh, it's unreal. It's unreal, and it's it's nothing but like you're talking about people that aren't even like. Like, the rationale is, well, you know, we got to keep dangerous criminals from, like, running and not seeing their day in court or whatever. But, you know, it's like they're doing this with, like, people that fucking have, like, the stupidest, like, petty crimes. On, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't well, know, it's fucking depressing. I mean, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to my buddy <clears throat> Jack Norton the other day. I can't remember if I said this to you guys or not, but we were talking about, like, why is the pandemic so bad in America (laughs) and we were talking about it like it can't just be coincidence that we imprison more people than any other nation I mean if you've got 2.5 million people locked up that is a lot of hotspots for spreading the virus and you know and then then it's spread to the guards and the guards go home like Mm -hmm. prisons aren't just secluded like things come in and out of prisons yeah you know, and, and, and so it's just we live in a prison state, in a carceral police state, and and the reality of that <clears throat> is running up against the need for, you know, so, um, public health measures that can curb the virus. Um, but just like everything else in society at the moment, it's all entering into this sort of like centrifuge where none of the contradictions can get resolved. And so everything just starts pooling apart. You know, and, and I think that if you were to look out at the 
just landscape of American reality right now. Like that is what you see. You see burning buildings and you see right wingers amassing in state capitals and you see 40 million people unemployed. I mean, it it's really phenomenal. This is uh like nothing I don't think this country has ever seen. I mean, even in the craziest moments of the 1960s, like the Watts riots and uh, Newark, New Jersey and stuff. I I mean, there was still high employment then. There, you know, there was a war, but there was uh, enough surplus to be spread through the economy, manufacturing jobs and et cetera. But now, I, we the the tank is out of gas, man. Truly. <laughs> yeah, the horse is out of the barn. The the horse is out of the barn. The fun dipstick is out of the fun dip. <laughs> I don't know. And so this is the thing. It's like it goes back to that like episode we did two weeks ago about those dorky new left uh, leftists from the 60s who, you know, are pleading with us to vote for Biden. It's just like you look around at this shit <laughs> and it's like, can you really do you really think that that's going to change anything? It's like, so, it, yeah. it doesn't matter who you vote for. Vote for Biden. Vote, I don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter. Hell, give Ralph Nader another go. Whatever you feel like doing. <laughs> yeah, and there, it's just like, it, it is even crazy that they're clinging to these courts, these high courts. Yeah. As reason. I hate to break this to y'all. God damn. RBG's already dead. She probably not, is. Not physically. <laughs> but I'm telling you, the police state is in peril. I mean, granted, there's going to be a pushback and a really harsh response we know this i mean we know that's good <laughs> but we know now at least that we can put them on the ropes yes. you know what i mean that's what this feels like to me right yeah like this is like you know how like when you have a tornado warning and a tornado watch and a tornado watch is just the conditions are favorable but the tornado warning is when you start With seeing 40 some activity million people unemployed yeah. Yeah. we've went from watch to warning <laughs> you know and yeah. well, uh, well and I wonder, you know, they called in the, uh, they called in the fucking National Guard last night, and I just wonder how many of those fucking National Guard members are fucking unemployed right, right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, at what point are they like, why the fuck would I come out here? Why the fuck would I do this? Truly. And their government has hung them out. Okay, they've hung them out not only by like keeping them on these like ships and doing all this shit during this pandemic, but they hang them out when they come back from fucking fighting these fucking rich man's wars. They send them to the VA where they're like regs, legs right off from diabetes and shit, and they get the worst treatment. Like they've already got enough of a chip to like want to like push back. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just saying I I I like our chances more than I ever have right now. Well, yeah, I mean, forty million is a very large number um obviously i don't think there are 40 million cops in the united states are there god i hope not and well remember that was uh that stat that one in ten um oh yeah one in ten jobs uh is insecurity one in five Oh fuck! Was it one in five jobs? I think in security? it was. Obviously, all those aren't cops. They're like fucking mall security guards and bullshit. But and prison w- guards and shit. Do you think any of them are laid off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. They better go deputize a bunch of motherfuckers. All I know to tell. 
Well, they because <laughs> we are we're deputizing some motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, this is. Um, I guess you. It's dangerous to like look at the situation and just assume that something, some sort of revolutionary situation could come out of this because, like, I mean, this is nothing new in the global uh, context. I mean, like, no, you know, you, in Ecuador. I can imagine our friends in Cuba just saying, "Oh, that's cute." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, like or like in Ecuador or Chile yeah. where you had intense, like, street fighting. Um, and street mobilization in the last year. Yeah. Um, that that did not result in... Any sort of overthrow or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah but true. I do think... I, I think that that's probably what will happen, honestly. I think that there will be more street escalation um, just because, I don't know... The working class still hasn't found any sort of uh, entry point into, I don't know, in, in I don't want to say politics. That is true. They haven't found an entry point into politics. Even with Bernie, their demands really weren't articulated right. um, that well. Right. I mean, it's like what we, were, what we were talking about the other day when you were saying that, you know, rent control and all these things are good, but ultimately they're cross-class, you know. Yeah, they can be, yeah. Sometimes capitalists support rent control, right. just like they support UBI. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's like you have to look at the demands at both the work, the point of production, and and that includes social reproduction, but actual reproduction, et cetera, and uh, in the streets, yeah. um, what people are dealing with. And, and those those demands have not been articulated yet by any party or person. Um, and I think that's probably the best chance for getting into a sort of revolutionary scenario. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I fear is that it will be more escalation like this and just, you know, daily brawls between police and three percenters on one side and fucking, uh, the working class on the other side. Um, but, you know, I don't know. These are very, very, very tenuous times. Very, um, I mean, scary isn't even the word. I feel like we blew past scary a long time ago. Oh, now it's yeah. just like, now we've just got assholes tighter. We're all Terrence today. We're all me. <laughs> We're all just sort of waiting. We're all top floored today. <laughs> Um, because it's like nothing we've ever seen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't want to uh, regress too much, but I was just had kind of a funny thought about, you know, police are sort of the paramilitary arm of, like, wealthy people. But also, too, it's funny, like, they, they do, like, like, you know, so much, like, the argument for voting for Joe Biden, for example, like so much emphasis is put on like not ceding any ground in the judiciary to the Republicans or whatever. And it's like, however that slice, this fascist police state is still charged with enforcing that law. It's not like RBG's not going out there on the front lines with ultimate power and a wand and waving no. it and saying, now y'all get in line. Like I heard Clarence Thomas ain't out there holding hands saying, now y'all stop that burning down auto zones and stuff now. 
You know what I mean? It takes the police. It's 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 just interesting in having this discussion, just in the ways you you don't even think about this very mediocre subset of people who have an outsized influence in society, and there's like this incredibly low barrier to entry too at the same time, and that in some ways, huh? Yeah, I can't hear him either. I can't hear you. What happened? I don't know. Oh, oh shit, no. man. Tom was on a yarn and then it fucked up. Was that what happened? I'm here. Can y'all hear me? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Must we just can't bleep. hear you. Yeah, That's so do... weird. Can you hear me now? <laughs> can you hear me now? Oh my god, I can't wait till we're all back together again. We can record in person. That's this the NSA, sucks. man. Ass. Our Wi Fi's ain't worth a dog shit. I don't it's... I can't hear you, Tom. <coughs> Maybe maybe close out and come back in. Okay. Um, riffing off what he was saying, it, it it really is crazy that they're like, oh, the courts, oh, the courts. We have, what was the number you dropped of how many people are imprisoned in this country? Like, it's like two, it's something two point something million. Right, like, how much worse can it get? Well, that's that's the thing. It's like, and you and this is supposedly uh we just had eight years of fucking democrats in charge well that's what i really don't understand like how many judges did obama appoint right i mean i don't understand like how much longer they can just keep putting off the contradictions but it's just like really like if that is your belief, if you believe that we have to shore up the judiciary to prevent stuff like this, it's like, it's been happening. And there's all the people there who you like, and they're not doing shit about it. And so, what do you think is going to happen? Like, Not shit. I mean, it's a point. It's pointless to even try to address these people because they're, they are liberals for a reason. And I know personally from first-hand experience... It is a lost cause to try to convince liberals of anything. So you should probably just write them off and tell them to go fuck themselves. Um, but from the leftist perspective, if you're trying to get a, a grasp on the various forces um, sort of at play in America's sort of you know political arena and what might happen in the next coming years, you kind of do need to get a grasp on like why they believe what they believe and ultimately this is really what it is like they think that this is just a race problem because that is how the liberal views the world it is a race plus class problem the two are completely interwoven you don't get one without the other and and that's why reforms don't work because it has to be a change in the mode of production. It has to be a change that overthrows the capitalist and puts the working class in charge. Um, but they, the, but the liberal worldview is fundamentally opposed to that. They, they won't, they will not accept that. Um, and so that is the question you have to ask yourself. Is it worth it trying to reform those people? If you're a leftist and you understand that, is it worth it trying to reform them or pull them to the left or pull them to a deeper understanding of the world? Yeah, I mean, I gave up on that. I don't think so. But. You know, it's funny. Can y'all hear me now? 
Yeah, yeah we can hear you. It's fine. Especially at this reading. point in history. Yeah. <laughs> Given up on I'm liberals, s- it's like, this Jesus. It's, it's funny. I'm reading this Clyde Woods book, Development Arrested, right now because I've decided to start reading again. And I, I li- I've noticed this, and I support it, Tom. And, I'm very uh, happy to see this. Well, it's funny because you know how, like, the Republicans, like, you saw, had that Dinesh D'Souza documentary that he did where he was like, actually, the Republican Party was the party of, like, whatever, whatever. Uh, you know, that freed the slaves, whatever. Uh, and it's funny because, like, Woods touches on that, like, especially after sort of, like, the planters in the Delta, their backs were sort of, you know, broken for a time and all this stuff was happening. And when it came time for, like, people to be, like, the Republicans to name people in, like, the state legislature in Mississippi and all this stuff, they put no, almost no black politicians in there. And it's funny today that you see that same thing happen with, like, the Biden and the Klobuchars. You know what I'm saying? Like, even this representation that they said they've been about for the last, you know, in the age of Obama and stuff, like, they've dropped the pretense of that in the interest of safety because they think that, like, the default, you know, these crusty white people are going to be, like, you know, better to limp across the finish line or whatever than uh, take a flyer in these trying times. And to put a bow on my thought with the police thing, I was talking about is it's funny I was just talking about how it's kind of funny that uh, (laughs) like we have like these supreme laws of the land being dictated by this handful of people and the only thing between us and overthrowing that are these people that were you know crying and pissing their pants when they were out of fucking tear gas and riot control bullets yesterday <laughs> Pissing and moaning about an auto zone burning and all that stuff. And it's funny just to see, you know, how like there's sort of this paramilitary arm that are the police in this country aimed at containment, and then there's this paramilitary arm, the, the, the actual military, that's sort of the paramilitary arm of expansion to get more capital and more gains and all that sort of thing. And uh, we gotta got to figure out a way to contend with both. Please, I need more blast balls, please. Please, please, give me more, give me more bullets so I can shoot you in the thigh with them, please. Please. Time out, time out, let us reload. Everybody, <laughs> hold your fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, you're right. I mean, and to connect that, you know, I think that, like, by their own standards and and sort of systems of logic and accept they don't even believe what they say they believe in nah. um you know and we're we are going to see another outpouring of like liberal dedication to anti-racism in the same way we did in 2015 and 16 mm-hmm. and it will mean ultimately nothing nah. because like here's the thing if if that was the case if the police's problem was that they are just racist, they are. I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they aren't. They are. But if that was the problem, then body cams would work. Because then you would have, you know, the public being shamed into it and police being shamed into it. Like, all right, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah, it'd be open and but, shut because you could just see the disparities laid bare. And we know that. Yeah. We've already seen that. Right. But the point is, is that they must repress, they must discipline the working class to the greatest extent possible. And, and, and Ruth Wilson Gilmore is correct. 
the the modality in which that plays out is race or gender or whatever. I mean, it, it depends. It depends on this context and the situation. But the ultimate end goal is the same. You have to extract as much surplus from that working class and channel it upwards to the capitalists. Yeah. And until you have a change in that very basic structure you don't solve racism you don't solve no it, it's, but. it's exactly that's the it's the same underlying problem with like talk about human rights you know like it's this very bourgeois notion and then then the the problem is not rights the problem is what happens to the working class either at the point of production or at the home or in the streets no that's right that's right i don't know Tanya, what do you what do you think? You you've been silent during all this. What do you say? It's just, it's just it's just fucking lot to hold on to right now and process. It's just so fucking bleak. It's pretty bad. Um. Yeah, I don't know where we go from here. It's gonna get worse. Who knows if yeah, it'll it's ever get, get... It's going to get a lot worse, that's for sure. Who knows if it ever gets better. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, watching the... I watched the live feed of Minneapolis last night for just hours. And uh, watching it, it was like, wow, th- well, this is exactly kind of where I thought this was heading. You know, as soon as the pandemic started, I was like, these are the images I expected to see mm-hmm. back in March. Um and and it's because like america the social the social fabric itself is just it was just stitched together with the cheapest fucking uh yarn stitching and it is just being ripped to shreds um so yeah i guess my advice is like keep your head on a swivel uh don't go out alone <laughs> i know that we're supposed to be social distancing but um that that's another thing like liberal scolding protesters for not social distancing it's <laughs> jesus like, fucking cross i mean it's like they're gonna kill us one way or the other man literally you know? it's <laughs> it's the death march and oh god yeah it's pretty bad but <clears throat> it was um like I thought it um there did it did feel like some strength that two cities that far apart were kind of acting in solidarity yesterday. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, in LA they took over like fucking 10 lanes of traffic. Yeah. Like that is stopping commerce, you know what I mean? Well, you know the the crazy thing about that <clears throat> No, that that is great. Um and the crazy thing about that is, like, they're, they're, a cop tried to drive through it and kill those protesters. Jesus. Um, but during these times, you really get to see in which the ways in which cops really are the criminals. Because mm-hmm. um, there was plenty of fucking footage that indicated that perhaps cops started the fire at the auto zone in Minneapolis. There was yeah. a very fucking fishy video going around of this guy just dressed they had in the umbrella black, and the hammer the, yeah had a black umbrella and a gas mask and it's then like, when people dude, were like asking him what he was doing around there he he started he threatening dipped out. Yeah, yeah dude that is fucking fishy yeah These motherfuckers are probably the ones burning the fucking t- city down it wasn't doubted at all 
because they think because that's how they think they get uh, the public eye on their side by yelling, yep. "Oh, they're looting! They're burning their own fucking street down!" You see, these are yep. fucking heathens and thugs. Yep. And if you're a leftist looking at that and being like, "This isn't the way you do politics," oh, then you're not a left. This doesn't make any sense. Well, a, yeah, a a you're not a leftist, but b I just want to ask those people like. A lot of people are doing that. So, I mean, what, you're just going to go out there and try to convince thousands of people that they're they're doing the wrong thing? Looting re- literally <laughs> isn't even a thing. It's just not even real. It's just, it's like we could never, if we spent every day for the rest of our lives stealing trinkets, it would never repay us for a wage theft. We would never make back... Do. We would never make yeah. back all that we have, all that's been taken from us. If we were out just stealing piddly fucking shit at Target for the rest of our goddamn days, which probably ain't, may not be many. Who knows? U.S. US Bank has looted my ass more than anybody. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> $30 a goddamn day in overdraft fees. I was telling Terrence earlier, I was like, man, I would, I'd get my goddamn paycheck, lay like 300 bucks or something, and I'd have like $78 by the time they took their took their cut you know oh no one one time fucking looted last night oh good one time when i was in college i ended up owing pnc bank because it was like across from my house like twelve hundred dollars because they charged me every day that i was overdrafted yeah and then they charged you off eventually yeah and then the the but the original overdraft was like a dollar 90 and i ended up owing twelve hundred dollars yeah same situation (laughs) it's just it's there is no, like, there's no way for us to level this playing field systemically. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we could loot till the goddamn cows come home. Loot. That's yeah. such a funny song. I mean, it's such a funny word. Loot? Loot. <laughs> Give me the loot. Give me the loot. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Arizona's old basketball coach name was Lou Dawson. <laughs> but his was loot like the instrument loot. Oh. Still, Still a funny word. Yeah. Well. Um, well, yeah, no, I mean, this is. Uh, these are the. Uh, if I was still a Christian, I really would be looking at this like, this is the end times, my man. Um, but it is true in a certain way. It is the end times of something. Um, I hope. I mean, hope hope to God it's the end of fucking something. We that's a good episode title. The end times of something. <laughs> yeah. We deserve I, I mean, reprieve. Well, yeah. That's, again, it's another thing. Like, watching these people, like, scold looters and whatever. It's just... <laughs> it's just so It's just like... It's uh, There's comical. no way to... No, it is. There's no way to articulate, like, just, like, how much the system fucking grinds you down and takes years of your life. That is capitalism at this point. And especially because the vast majority of this economy is service work. You are just trading away years of your life. And that's capitalism. Your life is not your own. Yes, you have one life to live. You you get one life. That's it. And you have to mortgage it 
at least a good 60 or 70 years of it, probably, if not all of it entirely, to a capitalist or to the police state or whatever. Uh, to put it lightly, you're right, Tanya. There's no amount of looting we could do to get back all that lost time. There's nothing more valuable than time. We could loot all the fucking diamond stores in the world or whatever. And you should. Gold. And we should. And we did. But, but it will never get back the time that we have fucking given to them. Really, the only thing that can get back the time... Uh, that that we've given them is um yeah drowning them in uh, pools or cutting their heads off or you know whatever i mean that would that would that would be a temporary reprieve and then we could build a, a good society that is just and egalitarian and uh you know works for everybody um again i'd like to call on the fucking hackers and anonymous <laughs> i don't know if they've just been waiting for the perfect moment but this is it to redistribute all digital wealth why we ha why you, this isn't possible i literally do not understand why it's not possible well, to redistribute all that. digital wealth why not china's doing that china's creating their own alternative currency basically to uh supplant ours during covid and you know <laughs> I ain't got nothing else like, to say about it. It's just interesting. I like Tanya's year-long axe to grind against the hackers. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be on the opposite side of you on this one, Tanya. I'm gonna go classic analog and put my money on the streets. Yeah, I think we lost her again. She appears to be frozen once again. In a, and she looks like she's just so, so, just disgusted with us. All right, Tanya just messaged us and said put a bow on it. Well, thanks for listening, folks. We've got uh, content on the Patreon. If you'd like to listen to it, go to the Patreon. Um, cl closing thoughts, Tom? Man, I just, you know, the only thing I'd like to say is I'm on a mission to find my place in the world. Yeah? I am. I need to know. Yeah. I've never thought much about my purpose or anything. I've just kind of lived like a dog, you know. Where's my next meal coming from? But now I'm trying to figure out, you know, if there's anything, uh, you know, anything to be, any, any meaning to be gleaned in this existence. I, my, I myself have been struggling with that recently, my friend. Uh, and I think the only real meaning you could take from life, because here's the thing about life. You can fall in love, and you can love your family, and you can love your friends, but ultimately, even that will leave you heartbroken in the end, unless you go first. But if you don't go first, then they're all going to die, and you're going to feel bad. <laughs> I, think the, I think the great blues man, B.B. King, said, nobody loves me but my mama, and she might be jiving too. <laughs> yeah. So, love is a very important part of life. Um probably the most important thing in life if you find true love or if you love your children or your family your parents or or anybody that that is a the, probably the most important thing you will find in this life and you should hang on to it with every uh last breath you have yeah how however 
<laughs> Aside from all that, your only purpose on this on this earth, the only and this is probably some sort of existentialism. I think this is probably the whole point of Camus and etc. But the only thing that will give your life meaning really is trying to change the world. I think that's really the only thing that will give your me- your life meaning. Yeah. Trying to change the systemic conditions that create this fucking world we live in. And even if you're fucked. Yeah. You keep plugging. Even if the, you gotta, the ship's going down and they're playing the violin, there's five guys playing a violin in the corner. You still got to <laughs> adopt a stiff upper lip. That's exactly right. Um, because barring that, barring love for one another and love for humanity, really, and I guess this is a humanistic impulse, too, um, but I guess I do have a little bit of humanism in me. I believe in the potential of humanity and in our abilities to create wonderful and beautiful things, technological innovations, things that make life easier. But we have to get rid of capitalism to do that. Yeah. Uh, it is the thing that is killing us. And as we said it on a few episode a few weeks back, human existence is on a collision course with capitalism. And unless we do something about it, it will... It'll get uh, us. It's got, it's got a little bit of a head start on us. Yeah, yeah. And so you just have to make that basic choice. I mean, I, I get very down about this because... And I was, you know, and I was, I was thinking about this the other day because, I mean, you look at the right wing and, like, all the resources and shit that they have and, like, they got millions of views on YouTube and, uh, you know, and I look at us and we're just, like, averaging, like... Don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining I, this is way more listeners than I ever thought we'd have but we only have about 20,000 listeners which is just a drop in the bucket compared to like what these fucking right wing the numbers these right wingers put up on fucking YouTube every day etc and uh and that can get discouraging and you're like you know you start thinking like well maybe my maybe my analytical framework doesn't uh work Maybe that's why. Maybe maybe Marxism or dialectical materialism or whatever. Maybe, uh, or or the or even more broadly, the sort of left leftist um, position is is uh, incorrect. And and the thing is, is that uh, it's not. Um, if you you know, you should trust your senses about the things going on around you, but. Also, if you read things like Capital, you, you, you see that it is very, it is very, and then you look out at the world and the things happening today, like it's in Minneapolis. It's all preordained. Yeah, it is. Yes, exactly. It's all, it has been foretold. Um, and, you know, the very basic truth of the matter is uh, if we want to stop this shit, the working class is going to have to overthrow the capitalist class. That's all, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, we got to um, figure out a way to do that. And that's that is not a class reductionist position, because all of the things that are included in that, the way that classes lived and and manifested and experienced, like race and gender, and everything else, that is included in that. And um, and and that's the only way we're going to get to a better world. 
Um, and, and but but so that requires a very large degree of faith. Um, but I don't have anything really else to say about it than like that's just the breaks, man. Like that you just breaks, kiddo. Yeah, that's just the world. You know, it's it's not fair, and uh, and there's really nothing you can do except just keep fighting, and um, and that's that's the that's the most that's the best I can give you. And by God, that's what we'll continue to do. That's right. <laughs> Ilucharon, Ilucharon. That's right. All right. Well, thanks for listening this week, everybody. We will see you on the Patreon this weekend, and if not, we'll see you next week. Thank you, and goodbye. <laughs>